Welcome to Exit the Echoes, everybody. On this episode of Exit the Echoes, Justin and Ramos discuss the current world obsession with a skin-deep relationship pertaining to social media. Ideas are raised about the cause for our current troubled interaction with the platforms, as well as a potential solution to reconcile the problems we experience. Stick around for the end of the episode to hear some confessions about misogyny and infidelity as we try to push back against the social sphere. So when we come across information that challenges those views that we already hold or the beliefs that we already hold, we don't post that. Like we don't admit to like, hey, I was wrong when I said this. Here's, you know what I mean? So it's not only is it just shouting and posturing, but it's endless positivity. It's endless polished smiling faces and I'm right. It turns to gray. The social media landscape turns to gray because there's no dynamic there's no that where's the other half of of human experience you know what i mean since we've got full control over that image that we present on social media and we can tailor that image to represent only the best aspects of our lives we lose that dynamic range of human experience so what we want to try to do here is push back against that tendency and explain and own up to when we've come across information that challenges our viewpoints that we've held or beliefs that we've held or if we don't live up to the standards that we keep promoting The other thing that kind of makes me wonder about what we choose to share on on social media is if you already feel like shit and then you get on Facebook, because of our tendency to only post positive things, I feel like that can, it's like a a vicious cycle. It makes you just feel worse. Without a doubt. Because all you see is these people smiling, this vacation, this group of friends hanging out. And because there's not that other side of it, you feel like the only one in the wrong or the only one who's sad or the only one who's not getting to hang out. I think that's why it's, an, it's also important for us to do something like this because, like we said, it's the whole other half of the situation. Yeah, like I said, we don't live our full lives. We don't accept our full selves. Not, I'm not struggling financially, but I do stress a whole lot about money and whatnot, but that will never be on my Facebook. I'll never, um, I'll never put my, the, the moments where my mind reels and go, okay, what if I need to pay for this? You know, I don't have the money this this and this that'll never be on my facebook sees right. that that's negativity that i re- that i can't share it, it goes deeper than that there's i worry that i drink a little bit too much um yeah here's a more recent confession there we go i worry that i do worry that i drink too much i don't drink just a couple of beers or just like a single glass of wine and then i'm done if i'm drinking i'm gonna drink to get plastered especially mm-hmm. If it's with people, I don't drink alone, really. Um, I'm a social drinker, even if it's just over a screen. You would never know that on my Facebook. Yeah. Um, I don't put that out there. Anyone that knows me, well, Ramos drinks a lot. Um, but that doesn't get put on my Facebook. And if that was ever put on my Facebook saying someone had never put me on blast for that, I'd immediately be defensive. Yeah. Because that's a fault that I've recognized that I can live with. I don't drink 
often like I'm not drunk every day when I do drink, when I do pick up a bottle or pick up a glass of wine, that's, I, it's, that's it. <laughs> it's over. I don't think I'm an alcoholic. I do think I over drink when I do drink. What do you think about boundaries as it pertains to social media and our closest relationships, parents or your grandparents or whatever, like what kind of boundaries should there be for the types of interactions we have on a public platform? When it comes to my family, my family, uh, I call this vague booking because they'll, they'll post something up on Facebook about their Someone that wronged them and be like, wow, I can't, be, I can't believe you would do that. But you know, guess, no, guess we know where you stand now. And then I'm just sitting there like, you were, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Why, not why not just tag them? Yes, that's an excellent description is vague booking. It's just, it's ridiculous. And then that person will see it and be like, okay, if you're going to write a sass about me, you better you know, call me out. And he's like, no, just for anyone who, who wants to read it and it takes to heart. Yeah. No, we know who you're talking about. And you've just been called out on it. Like at that point, own up to it, you know? Right, right. I don't think there should be boundaries when it comes to stuff like that. It's just like hold, if you can't hold yourself accountable, allow other people to hold you accountable as well. And as long as they're tactful about it and, and not rude or cruel, then accept it. Accept positive criticism is, is good. The, the sad thing is everyone always says, um, you know, if you don't like what I post on my Facebook, then delete me or, you know, it's my Facebook, I'll post what I want. But in reality, it's not your Facebook. It's a social media platform. At that point, when you made that page, you belong to the people. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a tool that you use and you're gonna decorate it and make it look as pretty as you want it, but you belong to the people now. It's, it's no longer just yours. That's an interesting point is that because you, it's, it's like that gray area, you are expecting a certain type of interaction with the people you have on Facebook, it is a public platform. If you're, if you're not explicitly making boundaries, um, say for social media, to loved ones or family or friends or whatever, what about for you personally? Like, if you, if you were to make a post about something, you know, a personal belief or or opinion or whatever that might be contentious. Do you have a different level of tolerance for potentially like negative responses when it comes to like friends and acquaintances or family? If they were both to respond in a similar negative way, you know what I mean? Would you feel more offended one way or the other or? I'd like to think that I'm not the type of person to really get offended, but that, I don't feel like that's true. I'm kind of numb to negativity at this point, especially on Facebook, because mm -hmm. it means nothing to me anymore. Um, it's, I mean, I, I'll be completely honest. I have days where I love to stir the pot and you know, I'm pretty conservative. And then like, I'll have a bunch of friends that are liberal on my, on my Facebook and I'll, I'll get bored and <laughs> I'll stir the pot and I'll be drained after like a small argument and be like, well, I'm tired. I don't want to fight anymore. And I'll just say some stupid stuff and like, just keep continuing. It's not like insulting or anything. It's just like, just dumb stuff that has nothing to do with the subject and then back away and then just fade into back into my, my, my yeah. area. If someone was to call me out or, you know, just to be negative, like, um, a friend, a family, a family member, it's just, it doesn't mean as much to me as, as I guess it used to. Um, it's just their opinion and it's not going to change mine. No one's really going to change my values unless it's like 
a very, very persuasive argument. And you're not, I don't feel like you're going to have that on Facebook. I look at any negativity on my Facebook as like, okay, well, you're being negative. You're being, you're being rude. Either one, I don't care. Or two, you feel very strongly about this and we have different opinions. That's fine. There's no reason to care, you know? <laughs> I feel like I have a different response to those types of interactions. I've noticed that I do hold different expectations for interactions with different groups of people. If I post something that's like super important to me or um, personal or, or a belief-based, you know, post or whatever, if a acquaintance were to have a pretty strong negative response to what I'm saying, it doesn't hit me that hard. But I, I've had my own family really come against some of the things that I've that I've shared on there. And that does hit really hard. But th what I can't quite figure out is, like you said, it's just Facebook. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. But even with that in mind, it doesn't diminish the hurt I feel when they attack me on a public platform. Because it is a public platform. So it, it strikes me as... I don't know. As far as boundaries go, I wish there were clearer boundaries for interacting with family on a public platform than there are. Because if you would if you think about your Facebook page as say like a town hall meeting, if I were to get up and say the same things I've said on there, I wouldn't expect such a public display of anger from my own family as I've seen. You know what I mean? There, in my opinion, there are clear boundaries you can set. What I've learned in the military, when you have people under you, and you, you can do this for your family as well, you praise in public, you counsel in private. Yes, you want, that's a you, good way to say it. You, you build people up um, in public, but if they're screwing up, especially if it's with your own family, you need to take, I mean, I would take my sister, like let's say, for example, she hasn't done anything wrong, um, but if she if she was uh, screwing up, I wouldn't just put her on blast on Facebook. You know, that's right. kind of that is kind of screwed up of me to do as her brother. I'd send her a message or give her a phone call and be like, "Yo, so we need to talk because I'm not gonna just air your dirty laundry, but you're doing something wrong." You know, and that's that's kind of what I expect from them. Well, I, what I would hope from them. I understand that they don't have the same mindset as I do because I'm I'm like that with my family too. Uh, your your views differ from your family. Mine differ from from mine. And they don't agree with a whole lot of stuff that I post. Yeah, that's interesting because we want to push back. But at the same time, it seems that, yeah, it seems that there needs to be a, a certain type of boundary or balance. Like I said, it's just, I feel like to me, it's just a matter of how rude and how polite you're being. This is going to be an extreme example. Um, and it's a hypothetical example. Let's say, let's say I have, uh, I'm dating someone and uh, we've had sex out of wedlock and I don't believe in abortion but we do have an abortion. I keep preaching that on Facebook of like, you should never have an abortion, you should never have an abortion, you should never have an abortion. And then my friends see me getting into some intense arguments. Someone argues back and says, well, I've had an abortion and it was my life or, or the child. Someone argues back and says, well, I've had an abortion and it was my life or, or the child. And I call them, you're a fucking monster. You, you don't deserve a spot in heaven. That's insane. Like at that point, my, I hope my friends would be like, yeah, 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 no, stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> up at this point. Now we're gonna now we're gonna step in, you know. Yeah. Like we won't roast. We try not. We try not to roast you in public, but you've gone too far. With the idea of social media as essentially like today's town hall, do you think that we can still say it's just Facebook 
it's just Twitter, it's just Instagram, when our community's consciousness has moved to social media platforms. I feel like in this is going to be a very neutral answer, and I apologize for that. But it's yes and no. It depends on the the issue. I mean, politics, uh, religion, things like that. That's a wonderful thing to discuss, and as long as you're civil. So, but I feel like that needs to be discussed, and it needs to be discussed on all on all levels, on, whether it be Facebook to an actual uh, conversation. Um, even what we're doing now, the, the podcast is is a way of getting people to think. And people will say, oh, well, it's just a podcast. It's just the internet, you know? But this is important. Anything that engages the human mind is important. When it comes to like petty shit, then yes, it's just Facebook. But would you say that discussing current social issues or political policy has any kind of effect? Because I can conclusively say yes, um, without a doubt. The fact that people are discussing it. High schoolers were involved in politics. Now you have kids that are in junior high that have chosen basically which party they're going to, which party they most identify with because they're on social media and they, they're so involved now. It's great that they're getting so involved so young because that's going to shape what we are as a nation later on. And the fact that they're so involved now and they're, they're, they're keeping track because I have no idea. I, I don't remember Junior. I remember, I remember George Bush. That was the first president I actually remember. And I have no idea what he did. I have right. no idea what, like he, what policies he enacted. And then, but these kids are going to remember because they're on Facebook and they remember reading this article, you know, all this good stuff. And not only that, you can make such a, a, an impact. A TV show that was, this is not exactly politics, but this is just to show the impact that social media has. A TV show that I love was recently canceled and I'm going to plug it for a second. It's called Lucifer. I fell in love with these characters and it was canceled. And I was like, well, that's the end of my life. And they left it on a cliffhanger ending and they found out they weren't getting another season. And they're like, all the actors were on Twitter saying, we're so sorry. And the lead actor that plays Lucifer started this hashtag save Lucifer, which is an insane hashtag for the- <laughs> just, just to throw that out there. And it's been trending for, for weeks now since the, since it was the show was canceled. And because of that, Fox has given us two bonus episodes that were supposed to be a part of the next season. And now there's talks of the, the show getting saved by another network. That show might be saved because people are all hashtagging save Lucifer on every one of their tweets. That's nuts. That's, that's insane. TV networks didn't used to care, but now you have this huge outcry of people from around the world on Twitter, just like hashtag save Lucifer. And it's in like an a small army it's insane that same thing can happen with politics and that's going to impact actual elections what i was thinking too was that very few people are ever swayed by new information they come across on facebook right below conscious level we know everyone's posturing so i think that correlates to a lack of trust in the people we see on facebook and the information that they share when we bring in that other half of our experience, maybe that will help bring about more trust in the people we see on social media. The only way that we can really have meaningful interactions when it comes to, say, for example, politics, is to be able to trust one another. But we won't trust one another on social media if we know we're only getting half of the story. I completely agree. It's. Um, I started this saying that I think social media is kind of trash and saying it's... Uh, is kind of a problem. Not necessarily doing anything, a whole lot of things that are positive. Um, I'm not necessarily retracting that statement, but it does have the potential to create and you know positively influence um, young voters and 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 free thinkers. You know, it's just it's a very dangerous tool. 
And what we're trying to do in the topics we discuss is encourage people to look below surface level because there's always so much more going on on with every with every angle of every story. There's more going on. I feel like a pushback against what this episode is trying to do is that why would you want to fill social media with more negativity? I would argue that two things. One, if people were to to do this same thing that we're doing, it wouldn't be filling it with negativity. It would be rounding out our identity where we've chosen to host our identity. And it's not bringing negativity on into the platform because what's on the platform right now is positivity, false positivity, and anger. Not, you know what I mean? It's different... It's different to share hard things or emotional things or painful things than it is to share hatred and anger. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's that I love the way you said that. Um, that's why that's why we get so defensive. I would say to anyone that says, well, why would you want to add more negativity to the Internet? It's not adding more negativity. It's it's tackling the harder issues. I can't just sit there and stare at a picture of Kim Kardashian's ass and think everything's okay. You know? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That's not how life works. Like I can't just like see a Buzzfeed article of like top 10 things you can do in the bedroom to please your man. I don't care, dude. Like let's talk about the fact that the bees are fucking dying off, dude. Exactly. We're going to die. Yes. Like right. let's fix some real issues here. I don't give a damn about like the top 10 male enhancement pills. Stop giving me this garbage. Right. Give me substance you kept saying um throughout this um there's things below the surface right now there isn't it's a hollow shell of what it could be i want substance that's i don't want the i don't want to fill it with negativity i just want to fill it with something that matters exactly and right now it doesn't have that and that's a problem exactly because i would say that if you have to choose between a physical face-to-face interaction with a friend or a Facebook interaction or Twitter interaction with a friend, obviously the real human interaction always will be preferred no matter how better or more dynamic social face or social media platforms become, human face-to-face interaction is always going to be the best, but it's not going anywhere. It's here. Its usefulness has been detected and is now being exploited it's ingrained in what we're doing so it's not going anywhere while i would say while it's healthy to take breaks from social media i think it's healthy not because social media is bad but because it hasn't evolved yet to a point where it's healthy to not break from it i like you said it's a hollow shell it's necessary to take breaks because your whole identity is in this thing that cannot keep up. Yeah, exactly. And it's, that's exactly right. It, that's why it is. It's okay to take a break. That's why, that's why it's, it's why Facebook shouldn't run on your phone constantly. I don't necessarily think it's uh, necessary to just learning to kind of go with the flow. I'm about to be a hippie for a second. It's just like, you just got to let it pass, man. You just, you just let it flow through you and be like, all right, cool. It, I see it. I've read it. I'm done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to interact. I'm not going to get a rise. I'm, I'm, I'll be all right. You know, a lot of these issues that you and I've discussed, some of them affect us not in the forefront of our minds, but like you said, just below the surface, it, we're not actively thinking about it, but we feel it. 
maybe we wouldn't so much if it was more like we are interacting with a dynamic personality online. It comes full circle. It's if you put your real self online, you'd have more real interaction. You know, like I said, if you if you go in with a dynamic personality, if you just go in with half of yourself, then you're only then you're only gonna you're only gonna get half of reaction dude be honest with not just not just people but be honest to yourself if you don't accept your flaws they can clearly they can easily be used against you if you don't pretend on social media people know what you're about they have nothing to throw at you i think that dissonance between your managed identity and your felt identity really causes a lot of stress and anxiety which is why so many people feel like they have to take a break from facebook i guess what we would we could both say is that we're encouraging people to find ways that are safe and comfortable to push back and be a more full range human on social media. Admit when you were wrong, admit when you found information that challenges something that you so strongly advocated for or against, own up to it because our social consciousness is, is existing on these platforms. And if you want full human interaction, you have to be fully human as much as you can online. What I wanted to include in this confession episode was, um, for backstory, I deliver milk to grocery stores, or at least I was doing that. And there's this one lady at a store not too far away that does all the receiving in the back of the store. And she's super nice and super talkative. So she's always talking to me every time I got there. And on this one week, it was the weekend before Memorial Day, and um, she asked if I had any big plans for the weekend, and so I explained, like, no, you know, just hanging out, maybe going to see family or whatever, and then I asked her what, you know, what plans she had, and she said um, she plans on taking the bike out this weekend, so a motorcycle, and that's where I fucked up because I I said, oh, you have your own motorcycle? Like as if, you know, just assuming that it would just be her husband's. And she luckily she didn't she didn't at least she didn't say anything about it. But as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, oh my God, I didn't realize a hint of misogyny in me was right there beneath the surface, but I didn't, I didn't know it was there. And then it just slipped out without even, you know, without intending for it to be that way. My confession is an old, an older one. It's a, um, it was in high school. And I was dating this girl named Kim, and if anybody, uh, anybody who knows me knows Kim as my, I call her my crazy ex, and she was. She was absolutely nuts, but um, 
Hi, Kim. Hi. <laughs> God, I hope she's not listening. She scares me. Um, no, she, um, so while I was with her, um, I had watched my sister get cheated on uh, multiple times. And I thought that's not, that doesn't, that's not what a man, that's not what a man does, you know? So I'd always preach people like, you, you, if you're not happy, then just leave. Um, so I, uh, I preached and preached and preached and then Kim, Kim and I started dating and that was, uh, well, you know, um, just leave, you know, I'm going to be sad and I'm going to, I'm going to try to fight for you, but if you're not happy. Ultimately you should just leave. And that is not what I practiced. Um, not, not only did I, uh, not just leave, I just, I cheated on her and lied right to her face. And I was such a manipulative bastard that, um, she believed it. She, I would, I'd cover my tracks really well. Um, I cheated on her every, she found out every person I had ever slept with, like while I was with her and every person uh, that I did sleep with knew that I was with her. And eventually sometimes people would come up, try to come up to her and tell her like, this is what happened. I'd be like, no, she's there. I'd just tell her, no, there she's trying to really ruin our relationship. Are you really going to believe her over us? Like. And I feel like that's my, that's, that's my bad portion of the relationship. Like I call her my crazy ex, but to be fair, maybe I did drive her a little bit crazy, you know? Um, so it was a hip, it was exactly a hypocrisy. That's, I preached that you should just leave and you should never cheat. Yet all the while I was sleeping with Alexis and, and, and Madison and, just screwing around with all these girls and Kim knew, but I lied. So, and on Facebook and social media, everyone would try to call me out on it and just be like, you, you don't deserve or you don't deserve. And I'd be like, you guys don't know my side of the story. You guys don't understand, you know? And that's where I blocked out the, the negativity and it was just, I refused to accept that I was the bad guy. Be sure to catch Exit the Echoes on your favorite podcast app. Special thanks to Hook Sounds for the music on this show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps.